This is Sermons from the East End for Sunday, September 17th, 2023. Psalm 13 A Psalm of David How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes, or I will sleep in death, and my enemy will say, I have overcome him. And my foes will rejoice when I fall. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. Yep, there's no denying it any longer. We are in the middle of climate change. We're in the process of climate change. That 2023 report of the United Nations Intergovernmental uh, Panel on Climate Change that Antonio Guterres was just speaking to, it noted that our practices have led to global warming of 1.1% degrees C above pre-industrial levels. This has resulted in more frequent and more intense extreme weather events that have caused increasingly dangerous impacts on nature and people in every region of the world. A snapshot of what's happening here in Canada, we are experiencing the impacts in the form of higher temperatures, heat waves, droughts, floods, glacial melting, and increased frequency and intensity of forest fires. The multiple effects of forest fires are especially concerning. The forests sequester CO2 and produce oxygen. Forest fires directly reverse this, resulting in reduced oxygen output from the forest while adding to atmospheric CO2 and further upsetting the carbon balance. Reporting on wildland fires, Natural Resources Canada noted that climate change during the 21st century is expected to result in more frequent fires in many boreal forests with severe environmental and economic consequences. And I think, yes, this map shows, uh, to illustrate, uh, it's from Wikipedia, um, and it shows the areas affected by forest fires in Canada in this forest fire season to date from March the 1st to September 11th. And if we can see the table next. This table from Natural Resources Canada shows the number of fires in areas affected to date in 2021 compared to the 10-year average. What's particularly startling to me is the area the increase in the area, an exponential increase of area 
affected from about 2 million hectares to 16 million hectares. But maps and tables don't show the impacts of the fires, the loss of lives, the massive evacuations, the loss of homes, businesses, and infrastructure, and increased frequency and intensity of forest fires is just one impact of climate change. So where are we now? Now that we are directly experiencing the effects of climate change, society has mostly moved on from denial, but we now seem to be bogged down in bargaining, bargaining about limiting carbon and uh, current and future carbon emissions by how much, how and when to do it, and who to pay for it. Repairing the immediate damage and, in, <clears throat> and mitigating the impacts of climate change, how to do it, and who to pay for it. And all the while, meeting society's needs equitably and maintaining a positive social order, how to do that, and who to pay for it. Over to you, Ron. How long, oh God, how long? Many of you here will remember that my very first sermon in this sanctuary, April 22nd, 2001, titled Confessions of an Earth Day Chicken Little. I have done a couple more since, along with Earth Hour Vigils with Judith, Dale Hildebrandt, Alana Mitchell, and my wife, Ann Makarev. But as you could see from the video compilation, we have been talking about this issue for so very long. Even going back to the 1950s or longer, when geologic scientists working for the oil and gas industries started researching and reporting on the effects of burning fossil fuels and hydrocarbons would have on the environment and ecosystems. Judith has brought us up to the present with a snapshot of where we are now. This morning, as we observe the Creation Sunday of Fire, we invite you into this urgent and critical conversation. Uh, we're calling everything you wanted to know about CO2, but we were afraid to ask. What does this mean for our faith community, for our neighborhood, and for the wider communities? As we found during COVID, faith communities and other community groups brought to the table their experience and skills working together for community benefits and in support of each other in difficult times. With these resources, they are able to respond nim nimbly and positively to meet community needs. As we begin feeling our way through this climate emergency, I invite you to consider an engaged in the ongoing conversation. Here are a couple questions you might consider, and we might 
discuss. What most concerns you about climate change and its impacts? And how are you coping with that? Are there steps you could take as a household and as a faith community to reduce our carbon emissions? To be more resilient and more able to offer support to others? Thank you for the opportunity to share this conversation with you. Do you have final comments before? Final comments? Well, I, I was just going to respond to Anne, and it's just like mm -hmm. a footnote on it in, in that one of the big bargaining points currently in Canada is the issue of a carbon tax. Um, because I think underneath it, uh, underneath that um, issue, um, is the, the desire on the part of many people to con continue all of the comfort and convenience of our current lifestyle um, unabated. And so it, they're putting this condition on any action that's taken. It's been, it's been said that um, by experts that a carbon tax is the most efficient way to address, uh, or one of the most efficient ways to address this issue, but people who want to maintain the status quo of our current lifestyle in every way are objecting to the carbon tax. So that's just one example of how, how these dynamics are at play. As, as a final comment, uh, I'd like to go back to how I started. You know, we have been talking about this for so very long. And in, in ongoing discussions over the years with, with Judith and Dale and, and other people in the congregation, uh, it, I've, I've come to a, a little bit of a frustration. I, I, metaphorically, I wear lenses over my eyes. I see the world as it is now. I see the world as it could be, and I see the world as it will be if we do not get this right. I need to make it perfectly clear, and Judith and I talked about this recently, uh, we're in for a hard landing. There's no two ways about it. Uh, we have, to, as, as Bill McKibben said, we're, we're, it's too late to stop climate change. We have to, our job now is to make it, not, our job is to stop it from becoming a complete and utter calamity. We, um, we have overshot. We need to reduce our carbon emissions. I looked at this stat recently, and I think it's Canadian, because as, as Brianne says, uh, we're, we're one of the top emitters in the, on the planet. We need to reduce our emissions by 45% by 2035, just 11 years away and we need to reduce our emissions by 60% by 2035. It's going to be tough, it's going to be challenging, but I ask you, what is the alternative? Judith and I do not see a complete collapse yet, but we do see uh, challenging times ahead, and it's all hands on deck. It is a 
people have called it a world a World War II mobilization. And if if we as Christians are called to love one another and love creation. The, the cross is light with, with all hands chipping in. I've, and and I've, I've talked to people, and, and uh, you know, it may be a, um, a bubble here that we all committed to this. Step outside these doors or look online of, of comments to, to any climate scientist, and the vitriol and the dismission, dismissive comments, the denialists are, are still out there. Uh, and, and we need to step up to, to, to make our transition. Thank you, Ron and Judith, very, very much.
Raise a voice, hear it echo. Raise a voice, hear it echo. We know where we come from. We know where we've been. It takes a whole lot of broken hearts to change everything. Coming so far to be here again. But there's a new song singing. Can't you hear it? Would you be the East End United Regional Ministry is an affirming congregation of the United Church of Canada in Toronto. To learn more about our many programs, please visit our website at www.eastendunited.ca.